Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This week's Offside Trap is brought to you by Roughneck Scarves. Roughneckscarves.com. Go check them out. The official scarf provider of MLS. USL. NCAA. US Soccer. We got it. There's yeah. And Home Before Dark. And Home Before Dark. Pre-sales are now done. Yeah. Scarves of Home Before Dark Scarves have gone into production thanks to our buddies over at Roughneck Scarves. You want to? You got a custom design. You got a podcast. You got, uh, I don't know, a supporters group that you're trying to get together, or just a group of friends. You got a Game of Thrones watch party. You want to get your own scarves put into production? Go over to RoughneckScarves.com. They have a wide selection of different styles and technicians available to help you work through your custom design. Anytime, any design, whatever you want, they're there to help. And you don't even need a promo code. You get 15% off your first order whenever you're ordering through roughneckscarves.com. Don't want to do a custom scarf? Want to support, you know, Atlanta United or FC Dallas? As we talked to Kenny in 19th Minute today, you want to pick up a scarf to support whatever team uh, based on MLS, USL, NCAA, US soccer, whatever your team may be, they've got the scarf for you. So go check them out, roughneckscarves.com. Now on to the show. It's a trap! It's a trap! It's a trap! Let's go! It's a trap! It's a trap! It's April 15th, 2019, and it's an offside trap. It's a trap! It's a trap. It's always fun doing these things back to back. So for those of you that carried over from the previous show um, into the new, thanks for joining us. Excited to have you. And 
really excited to have our guest tonight all the way from Dallas. Are you actually in Dallas? I am Dallas proper, yes. That's awesome. That's yeah, we awesome. have Kenny from the 19th Minute. Thanks for having me on this podcast. Yeah, man. Thanks for thanks for uh, joining us on uh, on a Monday night. I'm sure it's 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 not uh, not so easy to square away time. So we appreciate it. Um, it's the first. I think this is the first one of these segments that we've had to do where we've had to jump a time zone. I think you're right. Yeah, everything has been East Coast so far. Things things kind of lined up for us, which was great. So thanks for thanks for taking some time out of your night tonight to talk to us. And um, yeah, an ongoing effort that we've had. I feel like so much of the conversation gets driven by Twitter and unfortunately it's all about the things that make us different rather than we have in common. And so it's been an effort by us to try to actually talk to people, other content providers for different teams around the league to kind of build some awareness and familiarity with other fan bases, other cultures and stuff like that. So it's always great to have a a fellow podcaster and a fellow uh, Podomatic user as we found out. So, So going into the match this weekend uh, on the road here in Atlanta, in Atlanta uh, against Atlanta United, what are some of your thoughts coming off of this past weekend's result for FC Dallas, and maybe what you're expecting to see this weekend? Do you do you do you guys feel bad right now kicking Portland while they were down? I mean that, that was that was probably handball. You know, I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not one of those homer that takes it for the team no matter what that's probably handball uh no i don't think anybody feels sympathy for portland at all um unless you're in portland um this week uh, we've had difficulties being on the road so i expect us to have something similar uh we lost to columbus we lost a tough one at philly uh we're a really young team first year head coach uh inconsistent team if you will as you can see win one lose one win one lose one typically so uh, I figure it's going to be pretty tough. I know you guys have, haven't had the easiest road uh, for you for yourselves to start the season, but uh, it's going to be tough for us. We're just, uh, like I said, just just young and inconsistent team this year. So with coming with a new manager, a new coach, what have been some of the hurdles, in your opinion, for the this Dallas lineup? Um, obviously, I think some of the squad plays a role in that, like you said, with the uh, a youth squad, but have you noticed any drastic changes in the management or the structure and what the team's been doing from years past? Because FC Dallas had a lot of success last year um, for the better part of the season. Uh, obviously, everybody wants to win the cup at the end of it, but what what, are you, what have you seen some of the changes and transitions that have taken place early on this season from last? I think the biggest difference is in years past, you've seen – Oscar Pereja, who was the previous coach, tend to kind of protect these young players. You know, we we hear, you know, we've played a lot of young players, but they haven't really played the minutes, uh, the tough minutes as, uh, you know, when it gets tough at the end of the season. Um, it's a clear difference this year that Lucha Gonzalez is, uh, he's going to throw those kids at the deep end of the pool and uh, see what, how they, how they do. Um, pretty good results so far. I mean, we got a bunch of 17-year-olds out there, you know, playing big minutes. So uh, that's that's the biggest thing. Another big thing is, like I said, this is Lucci's first time coaching professionals. I think he learned uh, against the union um, 
the Union had scored to tie the game in the 85th minute, and uh, Lucci did not put in uh, our third center back to save that point. Uh, mm-hmm. Philly ended up getting the win. Uh, this past game, Brisson, the center back in question, actually makes his appearance at the end of the game. We do preserve the point. So I think there's some maturation in him as a coach. I think it's different. I think there are a lot of similarities between the two. But the main thing is, like I said, those kids are going to get every opportunity uh, to play as many minutes as possible. Significant minutes. Yeah, from from your guys' side, I mean, you're talking about a kind of a storied um, factory of, of young talent. I mean, just you, you look at one of the brightest stars probably in the U.S. men's national team set up now and in Weston McKinney, who came from the Dallas system. And then you look at Walker Zimmerman, Kellen Acosta, right? I mean... And not just that. I mean, you guys have other guys coming through right now, but you guys had quite a bit of turnover in in names that you know some of us who who watch on a weekly basis, you know, a little bit here and there, watching uh, or playing for playing fantasy. You see guys like Maxi Arudi, who you're used to seeing week in week out on the score sheet for for Dallas. You're looking at Roland Lama, who gets picked up in the expansion draft. You guys don't protect him right, so. Um, and not just that, Kellen Acosta, the aforementioned Kellen Acosta has gone now too, and a guy who for the longest time seemed to be kind of the the anchor or the or the the linchpin to build the team around, and he's gone. And who is that now? Is is it Pomical? Am I saying that right? Pomical. Pomical. Yeah. He, he definitely seems to be the brightest spot, even though you guys it seems like you guys are still kind of searching for an, uh, an identity and offense. And and maybe that's an outsider looking in and seeing that uh, Ziegler is right now the leading scorer on the team. Well, I mean, typically our leading scorer has always had maybe 10 goals a season. Anyway, it's always been goal, uh, goal scoring by committee. Um, you talked about some names that have moved on. Mauro Diaz, Maxi Uruti, players like that. Um, it was always an odd fit with those two because Maxi was never really a, a pure number nine. He was always better in a two striker system. Um, but Mora was a number 10. So you kind of had to, you know, shove those guys together. Um, so it was, like I said, it was just an odd fit. Uh, Kellen needed the change. There was just, it was just one of those things that he just needed to change the scenery to really get back to where he needed to be. Um, Paxton's you're, you're probably right. Paxton's probably the, uh, star player if you will but it's it's really it's really Lucci's team he's kind of the star right now this is what he is kind of creating um but like i said Paxton Jesus another one um bunch of young players i mean we still have a bunch of veterans that have are still really sol- solid like a Mikey Barrios always dangerous on the wing even Reggie Cannon when I mean, we lose set you know we lose track that he's only still what 2021. So it feels like he's been in there a few years now. So yeah, I mean, it's as, as with FC Dallas, not typically big spenders. It, the team is kind of the, the star more than having a star on the team. That's kind of a good place to be in too, especially historically FC Dallas has been a pretty, uh, pretty solid team. As Kevin was saying last year was, what was it? The second half of the season kind of saw that, that drop off, but, um, is it the Texas sun that just kind of beats down on you right in the middle of the season? I think for a while there, FC Dallas kind of got away and actually, they actually spent pretty good money. I mean, I mean for Dallas, you know, historically they were lowest payroll in the, in the, in the league. Um, the past few years, they've actually been kind of middle of the pack. You talk about Roland Lamont, Maxi Ruti, players like that. And I think they just, 
you know, Oscar decided it was move time to move on. You know, you talk about dropping off the second half of the season. That's, I mean, that's not the first time that it happened. That happened like two or three seasons in a row. So I think it was just like a fundamental choice to let what we've been doing the past couple of years is not winning us MLS cup. Let's do something a little bit different, but kind of at our roots by turning to a lot of youth. And I say a lot of youth. Once again, there's a lot of, you know, you've got Santiago Mascara, you've got Pablo Rangis. I actually think it's probably one of our deepest teams in quite a few years. I think there's there's a lot of options for Lucci to go week by week. If something isn't working, he's got options to change it up. So with that said, I mean, it, the West looks really deep right now. If you take a look at the two LA teams, Seattle is back to their best. Your your neighbors in Houston are looking, you know, their normal selves. Um where do where do you see Dallas fit uh, fitting in? Not just right now, but you know throughout the season. Is this? I mean, you mentioned it. It kind of seems like you're in in between thoughts of of this being a transition year, but also maybe thinking whenever you're talking about the depth being better than in years past. Then, do you feel like this is a playoff team? I feel like it's a borderline playoff team. I, I mean, shoot, seven teams in each conference getting the playoffs this year. Yeah. So, you know, you know um, it kind of reminds me of RSL last year. You know, kind of a younger team, kind of snuck in at the end. Um, I kind of see us r- right there. If we didn't make the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't call it a setback. Um, but I could see us sneaking in and everything like that. And I know you talk about teams in the West, but I mean, I'd probably say LAFC is a pretty scary team. But I mean, up, out there, I mean, Seattle's had a good start, but I mean, I'm not, there's, I don't think, the MLS Western Conference really reloaded this season as they as they have in years past. So it, I don't think it's as dangerous a conference as it's been. Yeah. So uh, two of the losses that Dallas has had, or I guess the only two that they've had so far this season, were both on the road against Philly and Columbus. Um, obviously on the road this weekend against Atlanta United, coming off of a win against admittedly sort of a – downtrodden Portland team now losing five straight this season off of a questionable call. Um, Who do you think out of those youth players that you've mentioned are really for those that maybe aren't familiar for Dallas, like ourselves, you know, sometimes we kind of live in a vacuum and it's Mm -hmm. tough to watch too much of the league play around for other teams and other squads. And even more so whenever it's a youth team where there's a lot of rotation in the lineup or the squad with faces and players that we maybe aren't as familiar with. Who do you think are the players to watch that put Dallas in the best position to win this weekend that we need to really be looking out for? And who do you think is maybe the biggest liability for Dallas on the road against Atlanta? I think the biggest strength is going to come down our right side. Cause when I see Breck Shea starting at left back, I think of Mikey and Reggie kind of dominating that right wing. That's kind of our strength. That's kind of our go-to. And like I said, when I see, you know, the old FCD boy himself with the, you know, the dreads and the you know, oh, yeah. genie, genie pants or whatever. You got to believe, man. Nowadays, you got to believe. Know? I was going to yeah. say, you don't miss him at this point. That was that was the <laughs> Breck Shea I fell in love with was the FC Dallas pre oh, yeah. Oak City Breck Shea. Yep. He yep. was one of my favorite players in, in MLS for sure. And Stoke City just they just ruined, ruined him. Tony Pulis ruined that man, ruined him, and I, man. I will never forgive him. For Actually, it. I, I, what really ruined him was that Olympics uh, when they didn't qualify out of Nashville. He was never really the same player out of that. When when I think Canada qualified over the U.S. or something, I was there for one game, but uh, 
yeah, I think that's what really ruined. I but I like that right side. I like the, I like that matchup there, especially if Breck's going to be um, there at a uh, left back. Uh, the only scary one of the scary things I see is um, probably Edwin Cerillo. Like I said, young seventeen year old as our number six right now, and he's played ninety minutes the past two games. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know he's been really good, but you know once again he's seventeen. Um. And our goalkeeper sometimes, you know, he's he's one of those goalkeepers that may not be consistent all the time, but he can pull out an amazing save that, you know, to really stop a, a hell of a shot. So uh, those would probably be my two worries there, be our number six and tend, tend to be inconsistent goalkeeper. Right on. So one of the things, man, it's it's tough to believe the last time we played you guys was after that heartbreaking loss. From the come behind win last July fourth, which we which we touched on, we won't have to worry about it because Miles Robinson starts now and he's awesome and he's not going to be coming off the bench. Uh, he's a grown ass man now. Y'all better yeah, get ready. He's not going to be a third center back. He is the yeah. center back. So yeah, um, but even though we're playing in Atlanta, that that game obviously was on the road against Dallas. Mm-hmm. What are some of the tried and true traditions of the? Dallas faithful leading up to match day uh, for the next time that we travel out there. Maybe some of the things that you've experienced over the years that you really like to make sure that people get a taste of or go do whenever they may be traveling out to Dallas to, to watch a game, even if whether it's Atlanta United supporters or not. Oh yeah. Anybody. Um, they have a really good tailgate scene before games. Uh, El Matador and the Dallas beer guardians do a, do a good tailgate. They cook up a lot of food. They're always welcoming. They're always inviting uh, other uh, supporters to come out. That's that's one thing I've noticed over in MLS is that uh, I've traveled around to a bunch of games and you know Dallas, just like many other places I've been, very welcoming supporters. Even if you're rooting for the other team, hey, come on, have a beer, you know, eat a hot dog or something like that. So, uh, you know, the Dallas supporters do that really well, and um, they always. It's also a big thing to scarf the Lamar Hunt statue beforehand too they make a big uh ceremony out of that they uh they recently just had cowboy center travis Fred- frederick do that um they do that before games but uh yeah it's a it's it's a lot of fun that that area has kind of it's kind of building up uh, i remember you know with frisco it was a nothing city for such a long time but you know it's really building up to be a you know bunch of bars and restaurants and you know food areas and whatnot so uh it's office, a, office parks out yes. the wazoo man yes. yeah yeah i've been there for work <laughs> uh we have we have some clients uh my day job we have clients in frisco it's uh um they're in plano yeah anyway yeah. but it's getting there it's getting there it's like i said it's the development up there is uh getting a lot better uh as far as memories man it's i've remember i remember like being out for tailgates and trying to hold tents down while it was hailing on me and just like all kinds of stuff like that. I remember one of our, one of the m- most fun tailgates we ever had was um, uh, the Kansas city uh, supporters came down. They had like so many buses. I think they brought like 800 people. Oh my God. And they just brought out, you know, tons of Boulevard beer and, you know, everybody's just beer sharing and stuff like that. And that's awesome. I remember getting really drunk and I, I, I took a selfie in a porta potty for some reason. Oh. Just I don't know. It was it's always uh, a bad decision. It, it was, it was, I'm it was, glad it was the 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 front camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was the front camera. But um, 
yeah, that was a really, really good time. And uh, yeah, the, like I said, the supporters with uh, FC Dallas, they've, it's kind of been a progression. It's just, it seems to get better every year. They do better with TIFOs now, you know, the team for a long time, you know, there was no pulley system or anything like that. Uh, they yeah. didn't seem interested in doing that. Um, that's something they, they do now, especially for big games, is to make sure to have TIFO and use the pulley system and everything like that. But in Frisco, it gets a little windy, so sometimes, you know, TIFOs don't do well with that. But, yeah, uh, yeah it's a good time. So when you're not pulling for FC Dallas, who's your other go-to team? Uh, it doesn't have to be MLS per se uh, or even soccer, but we all like to find out what other teams we're pulling for. Um, who, Whenever you're not watching Dallas play, who else are you watching? Well, I will say I do like watching Atlanta United. I did grow up uh, for a couple of years. Uh, I lived in North Atlanta. So I do. it, it does bring just a, a tear to my eye to see so many people watching soccer in the South. It just uh, and when I moved away from Atlanta, I was living in Alabama, and it's not like that's a soccer hotbed either. So uh, oh, yeah, God, God. I, that might be the last yeah <laughs> expansion. Yeah, uh, I and spent it, four years in Alabama as a kid. Kevin spends a yeah. fair bit of time in Alabama now. now. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know it was one of those things is that uh, I was living actually in Memphis at the time, and um, I was I had just gotten my first IT job, and I didn't like living in Memphis, and. Uh, I decided, you know, I really wanted to move to a city that has a soccer scene. And it was really important for me to pick the team closest to me geographically. I don't know why. It just that was important to me. And obviously Atlanta wasn't in, in the league at the time. So yeah. you guys didn't, I didn't move to Atlanta. But uh, Frisco was 20 miles closer to me than Kansas City was. So uh, I came out for the season opener, FC Dallas 2011, just fell in love with the area. And my wife and I just kind of took what little money we had through all, through all we took our uh, 55 inch TV, put it in a, a minivan and we moved our clothes out. Uh, All based May on 2012. I wonder yeah. how many of those stories exist for Atlanta United. How many people have moved to Atlanta based on coming Atlanta and watching United. A Atlanta yeah. United? Like people that were maybe in Columbus or something. That's crazy, man. So you guys moved, I'm surely not completely for the team, but uh, it was a big in, part of inspired it. Inspired by the it team. Was a, it was a big, I mean, a part of it, you know, part of it's just growing up in a small town with like 3,000 people in Alabama that's just wanting to move to the big city. Yeah. You know, part of it's that. Part of it's, I was in IT and, you know, jobs wise, you know, there's not, once again, in that area, not a lot of jobs. So, uh, but, FC Dallas having a soccer team played a big, big, big part of that. Um, I'm a Man United fan, EPL. That's that's my team. You, okay, I, I wait for the size. You do all the size you want. Um, <laughs> and I'm a big Mississippi State football fan, college football. I'm a big Mississippi State fan. Oh, there you go. There Those you two go. things even out. So okay, so, big fan of Friday Night Lights too. Being being in Dallas now. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> I, I really just don't watch. Honestly, what's is crazy because back in the day, I used to watch American football all the time. I just, I don't watch it so much. I mean, I'll, you know, Saturdays nowadays, it's just, you know, it's just soccer from it's, 7 a.m. in the morning until like nine o'clock at night. It is a grind so now going back to college football. I, I mean, that's always been my big thing, less so professional, but either one going through six months leading up to it in watching MLS or whatever and, and knowing that you could get in and out in two hours to yep. having two hours of just commercials over the span yeah. of a game for football is just it is a grind to get through a game sometimes. I, I rarely watch games live anymore because I just can't deal with all the commercials half the time. Yeah. 
And soccer can't, games you can't really make Kroger runs during the middle of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Football games you can't. Yeah, American exactly. football games. Yeah. And I definitely don't do baseball. And like I said, living in Atlanta until I was like ten. I mean, it was all about the Braves in the early nineties. Oh I'm yeah, a huge baseball fan. And now I just oh, people talk about being soccer, soccer being boring. Oh man, don't even get me started on baseball. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I was the biggest Braves fan. I had a tomahawk shaved in the side of my head when I was like nine. But no, not anymore. Maybe you should do that. Me? Yeah, railroad spike on the side of your head. Ooh, <laughs> I like it. Or a lightning bolt. Yeah, make it go down into the beard just from like grow the hair out on the side and go down in the beard. Come on. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Maybe maybe my hard part will just be like a, a golden spike. Like just get them to do a little hill. You do on like the a Jabril C set? Are you going to bleach it? Huh? You nah. like do a Jabril C set. You're gonna bleach it. You're gonna get like a pattern with it, and then bleach that part. No, I'm gonna start wearing a cap over all my hair, and so that I get really tanned, so it looks gold, and then all of my actual scalp is still <laughs> super white, so it stands out. <laughs> Kevin, why are you wearing a shower cap, or a swimming cap to the tailgate? You'll see in a few weeks. <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> see me in two playing weeks. a long game. Actually, no. I'm just what I'm gonna do. <laughs> what I'm gonna do next weekend is I'm gonna tape two uh, stripes on my head so that I'll get the red stripes naturally from sunburn, <laughs> and then I'll just spray the black stripes. So I'll have my five stripes, red and black, uh, naturally next weekend. Oh God! <laughs> Here we actually have somebody in the live chat uh, in the trap, as it were. Octavio Mingura saying he went to the Braves game last night for the first time in three years, and my God, I've never been so bored. Yeah, yeah. yeah apparently, you just go to baseball games now to eat food. Well, yeah, and yeah. that's exactly what Brandon Scott followed up with, which is the the battery. Which uh, I don't know how much with you not following the Braves much. They moved the stadium up to uh the smyrna Cobb galleria area and um as a result they've built out the whole battery around it which is actually pretty great pretty substantial yeah, development just, around the stadium which, yeah mixed use like full yeah. game day experience type thing same thing we're doing uh same thing we're doing with the gulch they're getting rid of the yeah they're really getting rid of uh, our tailgate area and turning that into a mixed-use facility, moving us to another spot for tailgating. Do you guys have that? Do you guys have that retail, like uh, shopping slash um, living space slash uh, eateries a around the stadium? Bit, yeah, a little bit across the street, a, a little, a little to the side. So it's not like there's still space, a good bit of space in between. Um, but yeah, I mean, we still have like the the bars and everything like that, like yeah, the restaurants. Yeah, I feel like that helps add to the yeah. the game day yeah. experience. Give everybody different options. Do you uh do you travel any uh, for any away games or anything like that? I mean, obviously SKC I think is a little closer than Atlanta would be, but yeah, I typically do. I um I've always uh, <laughs> it's funny you say that. I'm actually going to go to Houston in a few weeks. All right on. I've never made that trip uh, typically because um you know I don't like it's a big rivalry game and I'm I'm honestly not a big guy for a confrontation and I want to like you know, see people get into a fight or anything like that. But um, I got media credentials for that. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go do it that way, but I've All been right. brag. I see you. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I've seen us. I wouldn't seen us play in LA, um, New York. So I've, I'll typically try to get a trip a year right on to go see the team away. Nice. Well, I think that's just about it, except for one thing, which is the score prediction. What are you thinking coming out of the game this weekend? Uh, geez. 
I don't know. Seeing those Barco goals got me kind of worried more than I was. Um, I think it got all of us excited for yeah, the first I mean, time this it's season. A, it's probably, it's probably the, the first time he's done anything, right? Since besides dyeing his hair and like telling everybody what he was like trying to hook, you know, get somebody's girl or something. Oh, you are going to have this Atlanta United Twitter all oh, over you well, tomorrow. So yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, <laughs> I'm probably going to say two to one Atlanta. All right. Just because right, I just I don't have uh, much faith in us at least on the road yet. Yeah, and uh, you know that's a tough place to play. And yeah, I'm gonna say two, two one Atlanta. I like it. I like it. Anything else from you, Tim? I don't think so. Well, thank you so much. Now is the time to get all your plugs in. Where can the people find you at so they can tell you their opinion? of Ezekiel Barco oh, in, yes. a, in a timely manner leading up to kickoff this weekend. Please. I'm going to give you my personal Twitter. That's at CoolKenny27. <laughs> Is it cool p- with a K? or No, it's cool with a C. <laughs> CoolKenny27. Uh, it's me uh, when I probably had an extra 50 pounds and I was wearing a medium-sized MLS ball kid shirt. I like it. So you can't miss me. That's it great. Was, That's when, great. I, when I was in the uh, supporters section, I wanted a ball kid shirt in the worst way. I didn't care if it fit. I wanted a ball kid shirt. And one day the security guy gave me a medium. Um, but actually at the last uh, funny story about that, the last game of that season, um, Breck Shea was hurt. Breck Shea was still with us then. And he presented me with an extra large one. That's, very nice. Yes, that's awesome. So I, very I still, nice. I still have that one. So, uh, yeah, come find me at Cool Kenny Twenty Seven Bulk Kid Shirt Guy. Um, if you ever want to know about FC Dallas stuff, at the Nineteenth Minute, um, we're the Nineteenth Minute because that was the late great Bobby Ryan, big player uh, within our team. And uh, if you don't know, that's actually why Paxton Palmer calls number nineteen. Oh, right on. We decided um, as a team that only homegrowns would have that number. That's really he, cool. And he's the first one to have that number as part as part of that. So, uh, yeah, at the 19th minute, come listen to us, and uh, we'll talk Ezekiel Barco. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, this will go up in just a couple of days, and uh, we'll if you ever make your way down to Atlanta, be sure to hit I, us I up. I need to. I have family out there. I need to really badly. So We'll, uh, we'll break bread over a Waffle House uh, all-star breakfast or something. Like, I don't like – I prefer Huddle House. See, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I prefer Huddle House. Huddle House has better food than Waffle House. It's true. Both of you. Get it. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks for coming on with us. We'll talk to you uh, hopefully, hopefully sooner rather than later uh, with a trip over to Atlanta. And uh, we really appreciate it. Sounds good. Pleasure, guys. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.